Hey, welcome to yet another episode of Consume This Week. On today's session, I discuss my experience with the exquisite game Dead Cells. Ethan lists all of the stars that got their start on Freaks and Geeks, and Hamlin kills every transition. Every single one. Back to another session of Consumed This Week. All right. Intro song plays. We guys that consume stuff, and here we are to talk about it. One's a punk, the other's a rock. (laughs) Yeah, I was kidding. One is a punk, and the other's a rock. Uh, Consumed This Week is filmed before a live studio audience. A live studio audience and two dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and Kayla's listening in the other room, I'm sure. Uh, she's the live studio audience. Exactly. She's she okay, sucks. <laughs> uh, excellent. All right. Uh, well, I'm eager to hear uh, what we've got to talk about this week. I've consumed some things. I'm excited to talk about those. I know you guys have also consumed some things, since that's the name of it, and it would be weird if we didn't consume things. Uh, Hamblin, uh, what you got, man? All right, I this week from Image Comics, uh, and it's in affiliation with Netflix, uh, because, uh, well, I'll do that in a second. Uh, it's called Sharky the Bounty Hunter, written by Mark Miller. And prepare for me to butcher this guy's last name. Um, he, he's Italian, and it, and it looks like Simone Bianchi. It's S I M O N E. So is that Simone or Simon? Simony? I wasn't listening to you. And then Bianchi, B-I-A-N-C-H-I. Um, Bianchi. Mm-hmm. Bian- Bianchi. Or Bianchi. Bianchi or Bianchi. Yeah. Uh, Bianchi. Mark Miller, if- you talked about him previously, haven't you? Well, uh, yeah, because uh, we talked about the kick-ass movie. Yeah. And, and he he wrote that comic, yeah. So yeah, now, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah we've so- got an issue that... Okay, that's what I was like, that sounds familiar, and I don't know why. Okay, cool. So actually, Mark Miller, for this is how most people might know him, is... is uh, a lot of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe is, is based off of comics that he's done. Uh, the Ultimates, they pulled a lot of stuff from the Ultimates to do the first Avengers movie. Uh, Civil War was actually a storyline. I mean, it's much different than the, the film version, but it, that, uh, it was a big event that Mark Miller wrote at Marvel. Uh, hmm. But anyways, today we got Sharky the Bounty Hunter. Um, and it's funny because bounty hunters are fucking done to death, right? And this is coming from a guy who has written a bounty hunter comic. Classic. Um, Right. Uh, so really, when, when you do a bounty hunter story of any kind, it's really what are you doing that sets it apart, right? Like, why is it mm-hmm. different? or Why are you special? Yes. Yeah. And so the, the characters in this one, uh, the main character, Sharky, which this is a really weird name, um, but, but I, I dig it. And he's like this purple, grungy, cowboy-looking dude. And uh, he is a notorious fuck-up, but... He is extremely respected. He's not respected, but he's known by all the other bounty hunters because he is like the best tracker. Right? I like have he can, limited knowledge, but this sounds like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, it's a, it's his cousin in space. I was gonna say. So it's like. So the question is, what makes them special and separates them? So far, nothing. Got it from the only other bounty hunter that I know. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Need a smoke, brah? Go, with Jesus, brah. Get on the floor. I got bear mace, motherfucker. Um. 
Yeah, so he, he uh, he's like the best tracker, but he always finds a way to fuck up is, is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and when we first meet him, he catches this bounty and catches this guy, gets the bounty on him, and then find, like, this kid shows up, and he's like, hi, you just arrested the guy that's watching me. He's like, okay, I don't care. You know, and he's like, but I'm a kid. Like, now you have to take me to a different <laughs> family. Like, you need to take me to a different family member or I'm going to die here. And he doesn't want to do it. He hates kids. And he agrees to do it, to take this kid <laughs> along with him, right? And he really hates kids. And it's, it's, and it's funny. It's not in, like, the, the like, playful, like, oh, I don't like kids. But, I mean, obviously he ends up liking the kid. But that's because the kid is, like, ends up becoming super useful. Um, uh and, it's, and then there, what ends up happening is there's a huge bounty that gets placed on this woman, and there's teaming up, there's screw, uh, screwing each other over. It's fucking really good. Uh, there's one thing I want to talk about. This is a little bit of a spoiler. There's a woman that he meets in the first issue that he has sex with that she's like parked uh, machine, and he like asks her about it. He's like, what's with like the machine legs? And she's like, oh, I'm going to make the transformation into being a full <laughs> machine and then I'm going to, and then she was like going to get a job as a machine. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck, right? So the joke was that like he was going to be probably the last person to fuck her before she goes to a full machine, mm-hmm. which is, it's just kind of a funny little joke, right? But then at the very last issue, suddenly this machine gun toting machine shows up and he's, what the fuck is this? And she's like, you don't remember me? And it's her. You don't, oh, jeez. <laughs> and she shows up to save the fucking day, which I thought was really funny. You don't remember me? Um, Sorry, go, go ahead. No, no I, I was, was going to ask. The, okay. No, God damn it. Are you go? I was going to ask about uh, the art style and uh, yeah, that's similar. funny. That's what I was going to talk about. Yeah. So the I really like this art. Um, now, what kind of sets the art apart? Is it necessarily the way the art looks? Like, there's very uh, there's it's the the way that the guy lays out panels. And he and he does it in a very exciting way, I think. And it's and it because uh, a lot of people, when you're drawing comics, you can draw a comic that has a lot of exciting things go going on and not draw it very exciting, depending on how you lay it out. Because laying out a comic is like is a is a huge part of it. Like because you want to do things that leads the eye, right? You want to be in control of where the person's eye is going. So like balloon placement and what panel is next is an important part of that. And so that way you can kind of hide. I know I say hide, but like, so that way something doesn't get spoiled before, you know, right. and, mm-hmm. and, and they do this so well. Um, there's a lot of uh, two page spreads and they're done. Awesome. Uh, and, and not in a way that I have seen before. Oh. Uh, so they're, so they're wonky layouts, uh, but they work. That's the thing. Cause a lot of times people will try, like, I want to say hippy dippy shit and it doesn't work and it just, Make you're like I'm like I get that you're trying something different, but obviously this looks bad. But mm-hmm. in this, it looks awesome. Hmm. Um, and uh, it, it is a lot of fun. I th- and Mark Miller has this big deal signed with Netflix where he's making stuff for Netflix, so it uh, probably eventually will be a show. I don't know oh, if it'll cool. be an animated show or so. Like on the spine of the graphic novel, it it has the publisher and you know the info, but then it has Netflix at the bottom, which hmm. they must have just started doing on oh. uh, the stuff that he's writing. So that's kind of cool. And if you search Sharky the Bounty Hunter, net, a page on Netflix comes up. Oh, um, so that's kind of I don't know. It's kind of cool. I knew you know that there was something coming with, with him doing stuff with them, but uh, 
I feel like it's a few years out still. Uh, there's a lot of shows and stuff based on comics, and he got he's getting paid to create content exclusively for them, oh. uh, or that will be for them at least for the you know streaming stuff. Obviously not comics, um, but yeah, yeah. And uh, so there was a there's a lot of dead people in it because it's about bounty hunters, <laughs> and so people are dying and they're dead, and they're I'm dead. S- I'm still waiting for one more. Oh, one more, one more okay so and so there's a lot of dead people okay so great um that's that's crazy that you bring up the word dead um so many times I, in a row <laughs> so many times in a row it's almost like it's almost like it was a like a setup but yeah the i have been playing so speaking of dead things um <laughs> i've been playing the game life <laughs> i've been playing the game life can you die in that game death that haunts me up um i've been playing this game it's it's a great game it's a game called dead cells Mm. it's for ps4 um also computer probably xbox i'm not sure i've i've played it on pc and ps4 it's also Um, on the switch i own it there oh yes on the switch Switch. cool 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 um this is a great game um if you're a fan of like platforming games and um like progression not not progression what what would you call that kind of style of play um basically you start off as um so it's like this old 8-bit style of art that you see in a lot of these platforming um indie games nowadays um great it's a it's a great style the effects are great it's really smooth graphics um it's got a quirky dark sense of humor to it very Mm -hmm. fourth wall breaking um but you start off as this basically this dead like living mold that inhabits this body and you control this body as you go throughout this island um killing all of these creatures and monsters that have been brought about by this malaise what they call it and uh this malaise has infected the island and brought like the dead back to life and has killed all the inhabitants um and basically what kind of mayonnaise the malaise i think it's strawberry no Strawberry mayonnaise? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, so then you take, so then you, so then you like go through level by level by level, getting upgrades, finding weapons, exchanging out different weapons. You get abilities that you can get on the way. And like, so like not, and all the stages are procedurally generated. So it's not like one run is always the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's one of those oh, things so where if you die, then you go right back to the beginning and everything resets and all the stages are different, but you get to keep the, so you get to keep some of your gold depending on upgrades, but you collect these cells along your way and you deposit these cells between. Are each they stages. dead? They are dead. No. Yes. Oh. Oh. Ha! Is, is that's that the name of the game, you dumb fuck. I thought you were the dead cells. That's why it was called that. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Oh. I mean, the cells are there, but but you collect these cells and you turn them in at this vendor and you that's how you unlock your upgrades and things. So the more you run through the game, the more you um, uh, collect and upgrade these permanent upgrades that are always with you. So um, it's pretty fun if you like a challenge. It gets progressively harder, obviously, as you go through the whole the whole goal is to kill the Hand of the King, which is the the quote unquote final boss. I believe you. Um, so every time you kill him, you collect a, you collect a, uh, um, I don't know if they call a it a boss cell. cell is what they call it. A yeah, boss, boss cell. cell. Boss cell. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, but then the more boss cells you have, the harder the game is and the more you can advance through the difficulties. So mm. um, it's a pretty fun time. Um, I like I like the fact that each of the levels, they have like a name and they have a style for um, each of the different, I don't know what to call them, like sub-levels, if you will. But then when you start a level, it's randomly generated. So you've never actually played the same level twice. And each time mm-hmm. you play it, like, hey, one of them is a sewer. And so then you've got like sewage and kind of poison that you can't stand in for that one. But every time you play that, it's randomly generated. You're new all over the place. So you can't, like, yes, you could do a speed run, but you have no idea where things are going to be. So you've got to like pretty much explore everything when you're on that level until you find what you're looking for. Yeah, and there are be- like there are bonuses and things to completing a stage quickly or killing so many enemies in the previous stage without taking damage. Um, and those rewards usually give you like items, extra cells to use, which is like your currency I mentioned. Um, it's fun but super frustrating, um, especially if you yeah. get frustrated easily because you'll get you'll get so far and be doing so well, and then you get to a stage and you just lose everything. Um, start the whole run over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you like, because like you were saying how like it's different every time. So like, do you get to make choices within the game that affects what happened or like that affects what? Or... Yeah. So there are, there's like multiple paths. So you can go. Oh, okay. So like anyone who's played like the original Star Fox for Super Nintendo, you could pick a path that was your difficulty. And as you were flying through, you could take actions or go certain ways that would that would take you down a more difficult path. Same thing here. Like some of the stages will have multiple exits. So you can go through the oh, okay. easy exit. But it's not... <clears throat> or you can keep on going. and Yeah. So it's not clearly labeled easy exit. You just kind of have to figure that out. But there are other exits that you can get by getting upgrades. Like one, you have to like be able to teleport through these statue things you find. And you can't do that right away. You have to find the skill that allows you to teleport through these statues. But once you can do that, you can get to a harder part of the of the game. So um, it's kind of up to you if you want to go easy, hard. Um, there's different things you can collect along the way by only going to certain stages um, to get other uh, items and things as you get further in. So... Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'd give it. A, I would check it out. It's relatively cheap. Um, oh yeah, I think super it's fifteen dollars. Yeah, or is it newer? Now. Or when did this come out? Um, several years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, I first started playing it. Yeah, maybe at least three or four. Three years. years ago. Yeah, three four years ago, something like that. Um, yeah, I originally watched it. I I found out about it. Um, watching a, just some random streamer, and he started playing Dead Cells. I'm like, this looks amazing. Um, speaking of it's streaming, so it, I was gonna say it's so easy to uh, sink so much time into that. But you're right. Oh yeah. Speaking of streaming, I'm glad you brought that up. There's I a was, lot of freaks that stream. Why? Uh-huh. We had it with streaming. You didn't have to add freaks <laughs> in there. We had it just fine. My God. I thought it was funny. I enjoy myself here. I know. I, I know you enjoy yourself. I just here. fucking der- I feel like okay, I feel bad when I derail McLean because I feel like I make him like actually lose his thought. Where you, Ethan, fuck you. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but I do feel bad when I do it to McLean. Yeah. I like, no, just want everyone good. to know that. I, I do have a little heart. Yeah. I care about McLean at least. Yeah. Oh. That's so that's so sweet. No, not that much. Fuck oh. you also. <laughs> the real <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not that McLean. Um, <laughs> speaking McLean. of streaming, McLean, I know you said streaming five minutes ago, 
Um, but there's a new show, not a new show, a show that's been around for a while uh, that's now streaming on Hulu, and I'm rewatching it again. What'd you uh, say with the all the emphasis on the age? Yeah, the it's the Hulu. Hulu. It's Hulu. 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 Hulu? Um, Have a hullabaloo on Hulu. It's a fucking phenomenal show. Freaks and geeks. Um, it is absolutely great. I do love quite a quite quite a few things about this. So many characters are relatable, but the the biggest thing that I love watching is you got so many characters that are on there that are young. That it's about kids in high school and the fact that like, hey, we're gonna use high school kids to do this. But then we're going to do one season of it. So if some of these kids start to grow, we're going to be done. That's all there is to it. We're not going to try and like replace them with new kids. We're not going to try and stick around with these kids and continue on from there. It's like, hey, nope, we just want to do this. And that's all there is to it. And it's done so well. There's um, there's so many people on it. Uh, Seth Rogen's on it. Um, this, is a lot, this is kind of how a lot of these people Frank got started, isn't it? Yeah, it yes. was the first big thing for a mm-hmm. lot of these guys yes. and gals. Um, I think James I can't Franco. think of his name. There's Jason Segel. Yeah, the dude from uh, Silicon Valley that plays Gilfoyle. Yeah, he's uh, on there. He's a little kid. He is um, by far the funniest person on the show, in my Franco. in my opinion. Okay, Franco's on there. James Franco. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Franco's on there. Um, Seth Rogen. Uh, Rashida Jones is actually on there for one episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. We talked about that. Yeah. Uh, which is great. So there's a lot of people, and they a lot of people got their start from it. So it's cool. It's got a phenomenal soundtrack for it uh, as well. But it's one season. It's 24. They're hour long episodes, so they are a bit longer. But man, they just they're spot on with so many things. They're they fucking good. they play the it's right timeless. tunes. It's all the right jokes. It's mm-hmm. it's something that I do have to say. If they did more of it, you feel like you might get bored. But the fact that there's only one season, you're like, all right, I'm gonna enjoy every minute of this. And then they they follow a couple different groups um, of friends and just struggles and, and shit that they go through. And it's set in the 80s, but the show came out in the 90s, I believe. Um, yeah, I think that's right. Um, sounds, sounds correct. Man, it's good. It's so good. Um, yeah, it is good. I'm trying to think of what other stuff that if you watched, you would like that. Um, what other shows are like it, you know? Oh, there's there's one on oh what the hell there's one on Netflix um, shit and it only and it's funny because it also only went for one season mm. and it was really great and it made me reminded me of Freaks and Geeks what the shit is that called um, this is gonna piss me off now I'm gonna the fuck if you, is that? if you want a good high school story and oh so this is the fun part that I'm enjoying about the show as well uh, since this show came out quite a while ago excuse me since this show came out quite a while ago. They were doing some writing techniques that I they do it very, very well. They set things up like you think something bad is going to happen, but that's almost because of all the shows I watch now that like you set it up. For example, Always Sunny we talked about earlier, but like when you set up a show and then something bad's gonna happen and then the bad thing happens. They set things up in Freaks and Geeks and you think a bad thing is gonna happen. And almost every time the good thing happens and then they make a joke out of the good thing happening. So it's like, oh, thank God something good happened. Like this was okay. It wasn't like crazy unachievable, but yeah. all right, that's awesome. Uh, they they give you like a silver lining with it. They don't try to be like, nope, and they fucking failed. And now that, yeah, they're all having a terrible time. So it's it's heartwarming as well. It's it's good good for everyone. 
the show that I just I just looked it up. It's called Everything Sucks. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched that because that was mm-hmm. one that like I watched the first weekend it came out and I watched all of it and it reminded me so much of Freaks and Geeks because it takes place in high school um, with amongst these people of all these different groups. Uh, I don't I don't remember what year it takes place in. 1996 is the year mm. that it came out in 2018, uh, but it's also one that went for one season that's really good and worth a watch, but also kind of pisses you off. With that one, there's a big, a lot of things that don't, a lot of storylines that don't get dividends paid, so then it's a bit frustrating, but it's mm. really good, hmm. really fun. And I got a hold of the guys that created it on Facebook and oh, told them how much I liked it. Yeah, I was like, there's no way this is that guy. Holy shit, it's that guy. Holy and then I messaged shit. him and he responded to me. <laughs> so, nice. Speaking awesome. of the creator of Freaks and Geeks, Judd Apatow, he's not the creator, I don't believe. He's the executive producer whenever I see his name come up on, on any of this stuff. Um, and man, he makes some good stuff. So if you do enjoy any of the other Judd Apatow stuff, but I don't know how you would, honestly, at this point, have watched other Judd Apatow stuff without having watched Freaks and Geeks. That's probably like one of the staples of his that you would have watched, you know? I don't know. I feel like a lot of people missed that one because I didn't see it until until after I was a big Judd fan and people were like, you haven't seen this? And I'm like, seen what? And then mm. that's when I... I mean, it was probably five or six years ago that I watched it, but mm-hmm. still, you know, that's still way late on it. Um, yeah, so Seth Rogen... Uh, right. Yeah, that was my cue that I was being fucking stupid on. Uh, Seth Rogen was on that show, and Seth so- Rogen was in a movie that I consumed <laughs> this week. The uh, fun fact about our transitions is we we try to plan them, and we try to make them subtle. <laughs> but if you make them too subtle, Hamblin doesn't get them, and then we have to spell them out for him. So if he's ever saying what the transition is, it's for his benefit rather than then our benefit is really, just, is really if, if is. anyone's confused, we're transitioning to something else <laughs> that from Ethan had, he had just finished talking about what he was. I was uh, talking about freaks and geeks. I yeah. went to Judd and, Apatow, the executive producer. We were right. following Judd Apatow to, uh, to the thing that I watched. Right. Here we go. Yeah. Set him up, knock him down. Hamlin, here we and go. We're so the thing, the thing that I watched right. was super bad. Smooth as fuck. <laughs> uh, so, so okay. Of course, I've seen Super Bad before. I've seen it a fucking million times. Right. Super Bad is comfort food. Super Bad is the sweatpants that you put on when you're feeling fat and you feel good. Uh, Super Bad is Do sweatpants have you know, period blood on them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they have period blood on them. Somebody hasn't seen that movie and they're gonna be like, "What the what? fuck is that?" Um, so, you know, okay, what's funny is, let me look up what year that movie came out. So I used to get to, my parents were cool with me, like watching whatever and what I, okay. And they just didn't care. And I have two older, older siblings and my brother-in-law who was just dating my sister at the time took me to see this movies in this movie in theater, which would have been 2007. Let's see. I would have been 13, 13. Is that right? 12, 12, 12 or 13. And I missed so many of these jokes. Like the period thing went over my head because I didn't know what a period was apparently when I was 12. Or I did, but I just didn't understand that that was the joke that they're going you for. You didn't but know what a period was. Mm-hmm. I, the, 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 the cool thing about that movie was I watched it then and I thought it was funny. And then I got through high school and then I watched it again and I'm like, oh my God. That is kind of what high school was like. I didn't drink in high school, but like I was obsessed with trying to have sex. Uh I didn't lose my virginity until my senior year of high school, April 10th, 2013, at roughly 5 o'clock, for anyone who was interested in that stat. Uh, (laughs) 
to a girl I will probably never talk to again. It's actually a tattooed on his thing. arm. He just reads it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was why it was. Uh, sorry, I will, it, that will be engraved forever in my head. But uh, yeah, I was. So uh, Seth in the movie, which is Jonah Hill's character, that was in a lot of ways me. Um, mm. Except for I was more like where he was more of getting made fun of by people. Uh, if somebody tried to fuck with me, I'd fuck with them right back. And I was most likely smarter than them because in the origins episode we talked about you know dumb redneck school uh mm-hmm. so it didn't didn't really that didn't really take much for me to be smarter than them uh <laughs> and they won't listen to this because you know what the fuck's a podcast but you also a um, compulsive dick drawer uh I, surprisingly not um but holy shit though i just want to know so just think about this. Someone got hired, like got hired to just draw all those dicks and yeah. think about it. They'd be like, see, mom, you said this art degree would never pay <laughs> off. And I did shit for a movie. Can I see it? No, no absolutely you not. not see the movie. Uh, uh, Either that or it was somebody's kid that they were like, yeah, I know my kid is just drawing penises right now. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll just have him do some work at home. It's no big deal. Like one in eight kids. I'll just go into yeah. the trash and fish out whatever he threw out. Usually throws out the worst stuff. So I, I literally like that's one of those movies that I could quote every line. And I think like Kayla has probably seen it a hundred times just from me watching it. And I think like I, I think she likes the movie, but she just hates it because she's seen it so much. So I turn it on. And she's like, "Cool, now I get to listen to you say the same thing that the TV's mm. saying at the exact same fucking time for an she, hour and a half." She doesn't hate the movie. She hates you. Yeah, that's movie. that's actually accurate. Yeah, that's how it works. That's my wife. My wife. My wife. Uh, yeah, no, and I, and I fucking love that movie. And I, so much of the high school experience is trying to get drunk, trying to get booze, trying to get laid. Like, and that's universal, right? I, I think. And I think that's something that will never change. I mean, maybe like now or, you know, or in the future, it might not be beer. It might be, you know, I don't know. Fucking vape pens or whatever the fuck the kids do nowadays. Um, Kayla just texted me from the other room saying she can't relate. It's because you were lame in high school. Sorry. Um, but I think that's something that's universal. So I think that's a movie that uh, I was already laying. What the fuck does that even mean, Kayla? Sorry. <laughs> this is a closed meeting. Uh, I'm just going to fucking stop talking now. Because, yeah, I enjoy the movie and it's good one. And... Here's oh my, I don't know what the fuck the transition was. So oh here's God. Ethan going to talk, about, or not Ethan, here's McLean going to talk about his thing. <laughs> and go. And you. All right, you're done. All right. Um, getting, so <laughs> getting better. Speaking of things that are. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one, man. Kayla's killing it. What the fuck? I am killing it. How do you know? Okay, so basically I am hard transitioning over to YouTube. And something that is called PewDiePie. So PewDiePie is, for anyone that doesn't know who he is, he's one of the, I think he's like <laughs> the largest uh, YouTube streamer or a st- like, like st- streamer and channel. 500 pounds? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, weight-wise. <laughs> it's the largest streamer. Largest by weight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has like, he has a ton of subscribers. I don't even know what it is now, but. Um, Probably five or six tops. At least. Yeah. At, at most. At least um, eight. So yeah, the, uh, the reason why I bring him up is because I've watched him on and off for a long time. And there was a time where I would watch him every single day because, like, especially on a lunch break, he just has, like, these 12, 10, 12, 13-minute long episodes where he just reviews memes or plays a game or something like that. And I think he's pretty funny. Um, he's very self-aware of what he's doing. 
he knows like there's times where he just knows how ridiculous it is that he does what he does, but he does what he enjoys. Mm -hmm. And that's what I kind of, um, find Pona noobs. Yeah. That's kind of what I find like, um, endearing about him is that he said, you know, multiple times how, you know, he does it like he loves his fans and he does it to interact with his community and stuff, but he just makes videos because he wants to make videos and that's what his mm -hmm. passion is. So um, he does it just to do it. And I kind of like, he started out pretty small, obviously everyone does, but um, you know, he started out just streaming, like I think it was like, like modern warfare or something. And he just got all these, you know, he got all these followers and um, I kind of like wonder how far I could have got. Because, like, I started off in high school doing, like, my own little Dragon Ball Z webpage. And they got yeah. big. They got really big. What? Like, to the point where Funimation was, like, sending me free swag and stuff in the mail and free videos for me to review on my website. And I had... I had <laughs> Why like, did you never <laughs> say this before? What the fuck? Are yeah. you Dragon Master 75? <laughs> X, oh, my X. God! <laughs> no, I'm... Uh, so, uh, yeah, my old website was called Dragon Ball... Uh, Dragon Ball Unlimited. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, it was a thing. Um, sadly, I was in high school and it got to be so big that, like, it would get hacked a lot. And, like, I had forums, like, community forums that people would go in there. Like, some guy met his wife on my forums. Uh, what some the guy fuck? flew out to what meet me. Why did you me. never bring this up before now? <laughs> this is some fucking nuts. It never shit, came man. up. Yeah, you guys have talked like three times through the internet, <laughs> and you're like, total. you've never brought this up in the three hours we've talked? Are you kidding me? What? Yeah, thank you. Now you can see why I'm upset. <laughs> this is the, you oh, should you open idiot. with that next time. <laughs> yeah, that's what you meet people. That's the first thing you tell them from now on. But yeah, so I was like, think about how PewDiePie started off that way, and he started off, you know, just being super amateur about it, and... Kind of like I was the same way, but I eventually quit because you know just, there was there wasn't the community that PewDiePie that PewDiePie had where he just appealed to all gamers and people watching his stream and where mine was like more niche, you know, for Dragon Ball, and it was uh, you know eventually people just lost interest. I lost a lot of people, and then my forums got hacked, um, and they were taken down. And I was just like, it's it's not worth bringing back, so I just let it go. I let it slip. But I'm like, God, what if I just kept with it and kept doing, like, maybe if I, even if I shifted from Dragon Ball to something else, you know, if I could have been, like, some kind of community, I don't know, superpower. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know, whatever it would be, but... Um, I, I like to imagine your uh, forums getting hacked was, like, you leaving it open and your brother or your mom, like, typing on it of, like, hacked XOXO. <laughs> oh, I hate that shit. <laughs> Totally, totes hacked by the bay. <laughs> but like, you know, way before any of this was actually like normal for anybody else. Right. And you're like, well, who keeps hacking this? Who keeps fucking doing this? It was um, actually an eight-year-old kid in Japan that was pissed that McLean's board was bigger than his. Yeah. And he's like, fuck that guy. Fuck this dude. That would have been really funny if you were like, hey, why didn't you tell me this before? I went around hacking Dragon Ball <laughs> yeah, forums all the time. nobody would look at that. my site. <laughs> That's, oh. I'm gonna just like we're gonna have to have a conversation about this sometime because <laughs> that you like my mind is actually fucking blown. Right 
Um, I think a yeah. lot of people re- relate to that though, or they, they like having that idea of like, man, I was really ahead of something. What happens if I would have just stuck with that and truly inspired by people that are, hey, I'm just creating things, whether people are watching or not. Yes, it definitely helps that people are watching and, and mm-hmm. people tune in. But the fact of like, even if they didn't, ah, I don't care. This is what would make me happy. I'm going to continue doing that. And if you would have stuck with the Dragon Ball Z thing, you know, yeah. yeah if you'd yeah, have kept dragging those balls, <laughs> you could have been somewhere. Or if I didn't drag my balls, I would have been. The world would Z you now. That's exactly <laughs> oh. GT out of here. Got him. GTFO. Oh, Damn it. Man. I would have had it at first time. Fuck. Dragon Ball GTFO. 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 No, that's good. That's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. It's a good yeah, lesson a... to think about. But it's, it's, it's a good lesson to learn because then you're like, all right, well, then I'll just keep doing it. Try not to make that mistake again as I make that mistake again mm-hmm. every two years of my life. Just think, McLean, <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't even have to be here if you were a success. Right. Yeah. But here, here you are with us. So here we are. We're all happy. The crazy happy. thing is, if McLean had stuck with it, Hamlet and I would be having an audio podcast with PewDiePie right now. And no <laughs> yeah, that's PewDiePie the, that's the universe. That's this is fucking. Uh, it would be yeah. So you're welcome for that, guys. Because otherwise, <laughs> McLean wouldn't be here. If you like PewDiePie, you're fucking welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. You are. Man. So speaking of um, speaking of series and. Uh, is this a transition? With lots of fans I didn't know how we were and gonna fandom get and yeah. Um, no, uh, the the other thing I wanted to talk about this week that hairy. I consumed is the Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle game. Um, not the video game that came out that was like the Pokemon Go. It's a board game. I try to keep throwing in board games just about as much as Hamlin throws in comics, uh, since that's kind of what I've really been leaning into a lot lately. Um, Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle is a phenomenal deck building game. So if you like deck building, this is definitely for you. If you don't know if you like deck building, this is definitely a great one to start deck building games with and try it because it follows the Harry Potter movies that pretty much everyone has seen at this point. I'm not familiar. I have not Harry Potter seen movies? a yeah, Harry Potter movie. Right. Okay. Okay. Is that the one with Jack Black? That's that's the one where the the person uh, wrote all of the books and they came out with the movies and at the end she went J K, and then uh, everything was a lie. Is that because really? it's J K Rowling. There you go. Thank you. You um, got me rolling with that one. Ha ha ha! The board game is phenomenal. Get it? Because her good. name's J K. You play Rowling. through each year as Harry Potter. You have those main characters. Did you guys get you, that joke? Or you not? you pick between Ron or Hermione or. Um, uh, uh, Neville is the other one as well. Um, purchase cards, defeat all the villains. They follow it pretty accurately, which is kind of cool. Um, there is so many hours that you can play with it. They've come out with two expansions. They have a monsters expansion, and they also have like a potions expansion as well. Um, each game you play probably takes about an hour and a half, and there's seven games in the first box, so it really is kind of a time sink. Um, if you and do most, like it, you'll know. How many players? Is it just two? Or, uh, I or, believe uh, mi- uh, minimum two, but up to five, I want to say. Um, or four, maybe, is the, the limit that they have right there. Um, have you so you're wor- summon- it is a It is a co-op game. Sorry, I did forget oh, okay. to say that. So you are working against... It's you versus the board, the villains that keep coming up. You're all fighting them, but you're all working together and kind of strategizing. People buying certain cards. Like I said, building up your deck. 
and then using that deck um, to fight the people that you're you're going against. Uh, so like, give us an example. Like, is there like, like of, the, of the cards? Is there like Exodia or Pot of Greed? So uh, or there are the cards that you can buy. There are oh okay that I was like I don't think those are Harry Potter things <laughs> but I guess it's um, time to do, are, do, 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 do derail this shit. <laughs> <laughs> there are spells that you can buy and items and allies. Uh, so they pull characters from obviously the universe. They pull a bunch of spells from the universe, and you're feeding Draco. You're defeating um, Draco's dad and Crab and Goyle and exactly who. Y- the antagonists are, in, or not the antagonist, but exactly who the villains are in each of the movies are exactly who you're fighting <laughs> in each of the actual ones. So it does coincide very well. Like I said, that's why it is very good for people that think they want to get into deck building games because more and more games are deck building that I have seen these days. Um, and so if you want to transition, that's a good one that everybody knows a lot about Harry Potter. Um, Does it have a cure for Hogwarts or am I going to no. have to keep searching? Yeah, you'll have to keep you'll have to keep searching. Um, it's also a good game that if you want to introduce people to that, I would recommend that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much about it. Mm, that sounds cool. Yeah, I like card building games, but I don't know anything about Harry Potter. Maybe I should consume oh. that next week. I don't know if you're joking or not. I, don't. I was I was really I've not seen a single joking. Harry Potter. I mean that, oh rock? for real that was before my t- that was before my or after my time like I was in that stage of life where when Harry Potter first came out like the original movie like I saw it and I was like okay this is obviously like a show for kids and and people have, you... like even hardcore fans have been like yeah I can see the first movie is kind of not that yeah. it's not that mature yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of kiddish yeah. so I was like I don't hearted yeah it's like I don't really care about that movie like I was already when when the first one came out I was probably what what year was that. 2001, I believe, was when the novel came out. So, my grandma watched. My grandma was excited and bought that shit on VHS. And my grandma was like Farmer Jane, so that's what made it really. Funny. What about the novel? Yeah, 2001. You, yeah, was when the movie or when the novel so I, came out. I just graduated high school when the when novel first or came the out. Movie? The movie. The movie. Okay. Yeah. So I graduated. So you high didn't even read any of the books either, huh? Mm-mm. No. Wow. So, but people have told me, oh man, it's so good. It gets so good. So I need to watch it. I just need to sit down and knock them out. I mean, at the time it was so good. Um, yeah, the I mean, effects it, might not hold up. Now yeah, it's, it's good. Ones. But like there have been pretty good things that have come out since then that are. Watch Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones over Harry Potter for life. Well, well yeah. I, I don't talk about Obviously. Game of Thrones anymore. Yeah, we don't. That doesn't. We've never, we need to talk about Game of Thrones sometime. No, we don't need to. Not without you. I'm not. Uh, not everything's about you, Ethan. Oh, okay. All right. Jeez. Um. Yeah, that's surprising, man. That's a no, way better fun fact. Don't fucking start shit with. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was like, oh man. Uh, that's surprising. That's that's the real fun fact about all of this stuff. Rather than anything we consumed and and what you should take away. Big takeaway: McLean has not watched or read any of the Harry Potters. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even know about the universe. I know there's like huh. a gay wizard and like some big guy that says you're a you're a wizard, Harry. Mm. <laughs> That's all I know. Mm. Yeah, they go get high in that dude's shack all the time. All That'd the be time. a good one for uh, too afraid to ask at this point of like who is this Harry Potter <laughs> and what does his pottery look like? Because what, I do what not does want his any pottery of it. look like exactly. <laughs> is it kiln fired? Um, sold at the barn, the barn of pottery. <laughs> 
this point, I'm too afraid to ask. Uh, all right. Well, that about wraps things up for this week. Uh, thanks for listening. No problem. And thanks for staying on topic and uh, pushing through those excellent <laughs> smooth transitions made by me and by McLean. And hey. uh, I <laughs> forgot me. Thanks, thanks for, for listening for the other transitions that were made by Hamlet. We'll see you next time. Do you guys hate me?